We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Actually, I think the last Charleston shoe I had was must have been a stale one. I went to that little weird corner market on Capitol Hill next to Ike's. Uncle Ike's. I they sell, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. They sell like yeah, yeah, yeah. steak there randomly, but then it's also like a bunch of old candy. So don't get the steak there, obviously. <laughs> but um, I got It'll a be Charleston stale. shoe from there and it was uh, rock hard. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> um, Girl, you make me feel like a Charleston shoe. <laughs> Fuck. A stale Charleston shoe. It's harder than a fucking Charleston shoe from a corner store. <laughs> Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sanson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. I'm surprised that, you know, you're even here today girl yeah i am also surprised that i'm here today y'all i turned 30 last week it was fun um liz was put in charge of the decorations were you was that all you no some of them was left over from your parents because they didn't get to use all of them. oh yeah because my mom ordered two packs of the mm-hmm. yeah but um everything that was rainbow purple or holographic was for me you fu- thank you so much again you fucking killed it thank you i took so many pictures in front of i don't i haven't even seen all of them because yeah, they're I on like a gazillion the, people's yeah phones. i put it in the corner because i was like um my vision from the beginning was to do have a little picture corner at yeah. least because that's what I would want. You right. Know, you need a little picture corner. You have to. I knew you would want one. Absolutely. And then um, there were so many 30 balloons. So I was like, sh- sh- these ones can be props maybe. Uh-huh. Katie was like, that's such a good idea. Yeah, she was fucking lit on it. She was like, oh, the, the, the everybody kept saying the photo corner was all Liz, Frank, <laughs> Katie. They were very much hyping up the corner Yeah, while I was setting it up. And I was like, we still have this whole room. <laughs> it was a beautiful corner. That we need to do. But. It was, everybody went so above and beyond for my birthday. I felt so fucking special. There was like that Jeopardy game. I could mm-hmm. tell who was submitting which questions too. Every, it was just so great. It was such a great night. I ended up being one of the first ones to leave once we went to the bar because I was fucked up. Yeah, you were pretty drunk. We also were like not gonna make you clean up 
We're like, you guys go. We'll do the rest. Oh, you guys stayed to clean? I think so. I Listen, did not realize that. I was also very drunk by the end. Amazing. Like by the time we left. You did karaoke. That made my entire life. I do life. remember that. That was fantastic. I don't remember doing... I don't remember taking some of the pictures that I saw. I remember doing half of Super Bass. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure. I thought you did the whole thing. No, oh, but, but I only, you remember, only remember half. And like okay. not even half, like the first half or the second half. I just like have like flashbulb memories of parts of Super Bass. Me and Frank were like your parents, like have our phones out <laughs> recording you like, yes, you're doing amazing. <laughs> you're was, doing amazing, sweetie. It was so much fucking fun. It was everything was just so fun and I'm still exhausted. I just haven't really yeah. slowed down for like I a week. A, I had a two day hangover. Yesterday was pretty rough. Really? From oh, the yeah. party? Absolutely. That makes me I mean, I'm, I'm sad, obviously, but I'm glad that I wasn't the only one that was like. I did throw up a little bit. Oh, no. That night? Uh, yes. When you it, got home? Yeah. I just knew I needed to. So I pulled the trigger a little bit. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yikes. And then we tried ordering Taco Bell, but they canceled it twice. I, I would have cried. Like, I would have cried. If I didn't eat as much lasagna as I did, I would have been completely fucked because I, I didn't know, eat when I, I got home. I desperately wanted to take the leftovers. Did you not? Well, there was nowhere to put them. Oh, like a, that's fair. I couldn't carry a big tray of lasagna, you know. But you, you could have. I probably <laughs> could have. It was it was really, really great. I'm really happy with how everything went because i was obviously like dreading that for a while how was the rest of your weekend otherwise oh i saw you on friday too i got so much liz time this i wish I every weekend was my thursday. birthday so you thursday friday oh my God, I saw you three Saturday. days in a row sunday i was just like so painfully hungover um i ordered taco bell in the morning nice <laughs> i ordered breakfast taco bell and it took a fucking hour it told me it was gonna take 13 minutes and i was like did you get lost what, what? the fuck and well, because I also obviously I'm safe, so I did not drive. Yeah, my car. Right. And um, so I didn't have my car, and I wasn't about to take Mr. Liz's. Also, I was like so violently hungover. I was like, I don't trust myself in a car right now. No, there's no way. And I sucked down a giant Dr. Pepper. The and so I sucked down some Dr. Pepper, smoked some weed, ate a whole Taco Bell breakfast box. Um, took a nap. That sounds like a beautiful Sunday. Went home, uh, fought off the feeling to vomit, um, smoked some more weed, and what did I eat? I don't know. I ate something else that made me feel better. Well, I'm glad that it made you feel better because that sounds fucking miz. Yeah, it was rough. And then Monday, uh, water was still like chalky. You oh, know, ugh, yeah, God, that's I how that. I was like, I was like, oh, it's real bad. Oh, God. A two day hangover. I took two naps on Sunday, but I met Frank's mom on Sunday. That's exciting. So I wasn't I thank God I wasn't hungover, which was a fucking that Christmas is miracle. Interesting. I know. Yeah, I'm like, how are you? I not hungover. don't know. Did you throw up? No. Damn. I know. I had I was counting. I had two vodka martinis, an espresso martini and two like really bitchy, fruity shots. And then a seltzer at the bar. I don't know how the fuck I wasn't hungover. Who knows? I, I think that I might have stayed awake through my hangover because um, I slept at Frank's and somebody revved so their goddamn like engine at four in the morning and it scared the daylights out of me and then I couldn't fall back asleep. So oh, I think no. I was just like awake for the whole hangover. But yeah. But then <laughs> the key to never being hungover is 
to not sleep <laughs> apparently apparently but yeah no i took the two naps on on sunday and that really that really helped and then um we went with frank's mom to get dinner and just so happened that the restaurant that we were at um i knew the hostess who she took my senior portraits and then and my first headshots ever and then the waiter uh scored one of the movies one of the short films that i did so i looked like hot shit in this very small restaurant like, hello it's like flexing just so happened to know both of these people we got a bunch of free we got free dessert from them <gasps> free champagne i was like this could not have gone any better for me that is amazing That's yeah perfect i know i was like look look love so me impressive but anyway she's fantastic i didn't i didn't need to to flex but it did help <laughs> um but yeah no it was it was a great weekend i'm just and then my parents were supposed to leave today and they missed their flight this morning. So I get an extra 24 with them. That's good. Um, it's just been nonstop, nonstop fun. What, is today Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Fucking hell. I'm so turned around. My body is not about it. Um, <laughs> look at this cat. Oh my God. Look at this little bloof. Hey, bloof. Um, this is our uh, anniversary sode. Oh yeah, um, it was our uh, podcast anniversary yesterday, the twelfth. Yeah, today's the thirteenth, right? Yeah. Happy, happy third birthday! Happy third birthday! We fucking made it, dog. Does it feel like more or less than three years? Less, just because I think twenty twenty was such a a wash. Just what an interesting time. Yeah. You know, it really, really is. Yeah. What, what about you? Does it feel longer or shorter? I don't know, because the podcast is like an entirely separate entity of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. because when I think about I think it feels short. I think it feels like less than yeah. three years. Yeah. Uh, it's really zoomed by because then I also think about my relationship because it started like very close to the same time. Yeah. And for me, that feels like it's been really long. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. That's the thing about time is like if you like depending on what you're looking at, how how long the like the year feels changes. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And like it feels like the year just started and it's already June. I know. I know. Oh, man. It's bonkers. Uh, I feel like every episode we talk about how crazy time is. It's so real. <laughs> yeah. Sex, dating, and existential crisis podcast. That's essentially what this yeah. podcast is now. Um, we are going to do a bit of a mailbag episode. So I pulled up some emails we can read. Amazing. But while you're doing that, Liz, I heard of something really interesting today. It's not like I, I haven't. I'd done enough research about it to actually have like a full conversation on it, but it's something that I thought was so interesting that I want to talk about moving like in the future. Um, it's called uncoupling therapy, uncoupling therapy. I think I've heard of this. I think, uh, I know someone who did this. I just heard about it today. Is it like people who want to go through divorce? Yes. Or just a breakup. Um, mm. a friend of a friend, <laughs> um, is doing uncoupling therapy right now interesting to, um because her boyfriend cheated and so they're like <sighs> going through this like uncoupling to be able to like manage the breakup easier because there's like obviously so many feelings and so much like trauma yeah. that happens 
but I think that's such a brilliant idea. It really is. I don't know why I hadn't heard about it before. I wish I fucking did that. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, we should revisit this. Yeah, I want to do some research. If, if anybody that's listening has gone through this and wants to share or knows somebody that has, yeah, I would love to so hear like a firsthand experience. Obviously, we'll keep it anonymous. Per usual. But it just sounded so interesting. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to kick off our mailbag episode with that tiny baby hello am i running out of am i running out of battery tiny baby request or i just bought the audiobook by esther perel um (laughs) i love this new love that you have i I was just like i've just been binging like listening to any podcast she's like a guest on she wrote a book called mating in captivity yes and um i'm only i only listened to like the first chapter because i got it literally yesterday but the whole premise is just exploring if it's possible to keep like um eroticism alive in a long-term relationship Mm. because like romantic love and like sexual relationships are so different um they are they like contradict each other like uh You want your love to feel safe and comfortable. Um, But the thing that makes like romantic love or like makes sex and like sexual desire so interesting and appealing is like the person's new. So you don't know everything about them. So there's like mystery to it. And um, there's like all of these there's insecurity in it. There's all these other feelings like anxiety and jealousy and desire. And those are all new things like when you first start a relationship Mm. versus when you've been together for years and years. So it's like, how do you rediscover that? That's so interesting. Yeah. That'll be really interesting once you get more in it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I'm excited to hear like the insights that you get from that. Yeah. As you go along. I I was listening and I was like already taking notes in my journal. <laughs> I love that. And um, one of the things that she says that I think, you know, it's it's a little obvious, but it deserves to be said is that um, when people go to her about these types of things, like couples go see her for these types of things. The thing that they miss about sex is not the act of having sex. It is the feeling of being desired and, um, feeling playful uh, like she makes so much she sense. calls it play and it is it's it's that's such an interesting thought because like think not like i hadn't thought about it until now but thinking about like what i like about sex and all of the things that i like about sex so much of it is surrounding like the feelings that go along with it that aren't physical mm-hmm. which obviously but like i've just never thought about it like that so it makes sense that like when you don't have it anymore that's the thing that you actually miss yeah is like the feelings of like being desired and being playful and like you know like somebody like like i don't know what's the word i'm looking for like um oh my god i'm having a hard time with my words it's not like pawing at you that's like the a negative way to say it um anyway all of the all of what you mean this is gonna take forever for me to try to figure out what the fuck i'm (laughs) saying but that's so interesting. She's mm-hmm. such a like this is just the coolest woman. I'm so happy you she is discovered very cool. her. Yeah. I I feel like she's like my mentor in some way. Yeah. I'm always listening to some audiobook, mm-hmm. you know. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing to do. So, 
Um, hopefully my listening will be beneficial for everyone listening to the pod. And um, me. And you. And me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, do you want to read the first uh, listener email? I would love to. I'm going to eat a Rolo while I do. <laughs> you want one? Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks for offering me a Rolo. Anything for you, baby cakes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Rolos are so dad. They really, really are. We just realized... we. When I pulled these out of my bag, Liz was like, my dad, this reminds me of my dad, Rolos. Does he love them? Um, my dad's not a big chocolate guy. Oh, why do they remind you of him? Uh, like, it's like what he will eat if he's eating chocolate. Got it. You know? Yeah. My dad loves Rolos and reasons. Have you ever had a reason? I don't think so. Bro. Have I, you ever had a Charleston chew? Oh, yes. Have you ever had a stale Charleston chew? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> just like snaps in your mouth. Yeah, that makes actually I think the last Charleston shoe I had was must have been a stale one. I went to that little weird corner market on Capitol Hill next to Ike's. Uncle Ike's. I they sell oh, I think I know what you're they talking sell about. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Steak there randomly, but then it's also like a bunch of old candy. So don't get the steak there, obviously. <laughs> but um I got It'll a be Charleston stale. shoe from there and it was uh rock hard. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Girl, um, you make me feel like a Charleston chew. <laughs> a stale Charleston chew. It's harder than a fucking Charleston chew from a corner store. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This uh, 
oh no fucking way okay sorry okay i was just i was just skimming this the uh the subject of this email is bridal buddy hey y'all last episode you said a tool to wipe your ass while in a wedding dress was a shark tank idea waiting to happen it doesn't wipe your ass but the bridal buddy was a lining under the wedding dress that you could use to bunch up the dress while in the bathroom and it was on shark tank they got a deal it fell through after the show but bridal buddy is still a company and is available on amazon i attached their website in a video of the pitch on shark tank wow would you just look at that if you can think of it it probably exists and that's why i'll never be a millionaire from an invention next is the bridal butt wipe and that'll be yours this is just to hold your dress bridal butt wipe it kind of has a nice ring to it Mm -hmm. it's it's all about alliteration the bridal butt bridal butty instead of buddy (laughs) 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 gonna get a deal with a lori actually i feel like that's like a i feel like a hershevec hershevec would like do you ever watch shark tank i have watched it a few times fucking live for shark tank uh what's his name mark cuban cuban i'm i'm a cuban fan me too he's doing like the absolute most to be like cool with the kids he was like in a james charles video recently oh really yeah (laughs) that is the that sounds like a mad lib yeah it really really does it truly does (laughs) you're so right i can't think of a more random pairing mark cuban and james charles charles Sorry, we both are having such it's brain. So birth. rough. Today, I almost y'all. said James Charleston because we were just talking about Charleston shoes. <laughs> I was like, I know that's not right. She oh just said God. it. That's when James Charles gets a boner. It's called a James Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> that should not be that funny, but it is. Because I was like, I'm not making any sense right now, but (laughs) now I have to keep it in. And we're all in on this inside joke. (laughs) Um, Anyways, this is going to be a bit of a longer one. I'm going to get comfy then. Um, And it's going to be, I think, more. It's part story, part advice asking or asking for advice. I'm going to adjust this and lay down. Okay. <laughs> this is like, oh shit. This is truly a story time. Hi, ladies. Or it says, hey, ladies. I want to be accurate. Right. <laughs> I just want to say, first of all, I love listening to you. It's like hanging out with two close friends. I've been listening since early last year, and it's nice to find somewhere safe to talk about things no one else is talking about with a lot of care and no judgment. I have a couple things I would love to get your perspective on. This email is kind of long, so I'm sorry if it's too much. One is the kink of cuckweening. I think we've talked about this. So you know how like a cuck is like a male yeah. is watching another man. Fuck his lady. Yeah, exactly. So this is the opposite of that. So a woman watching her man. Fuck another woman. Yes. Oh. Um, for background info, I, she, her, and my partner, he, him, are in an open relationship. It's been open the whole time. We are committed to each other fully, but also have the freedom to explore other connections as they come up. We have boundaries set in place for this, which are, 
using protection and just generally being safe, complete and utter honesty with each other and any other partners we pursue, and absolutely no running off to someone else to avoid an argument or problems we have within our own relationship. That sounds healthy as fuck. I've had a lot of people tell me that I should leave my partner for someone who doesn't want to be open, and it's annoying because it's always based on the assumption that he doesn't love me fully or is in some way disrespectful. That's not the case at all. I totally understand that this type of relationship dynamic is not for everyone, and also I know some people have traumas from their partner cheating and then calling it polyamory after the fact. Cheating and consensual polyamory are not the same thing. Actually, I think it's extremely hot when my partner is into other women. Like, seriously, it's insane how turned on I get when he talks to me about other women he's been with or even women that he feels attracted to. I get turned on by my partner being turned on, whether it's by me or someone else. Sometimes I feel a slight twinge of jealousy, especially if I think the woman concerned is beautiful, but even that turns me on at times. I thought I might be crazy, and anytime I have told anyone I'm into this, I always preface it with, like, disclaimers and justifications. There are some people I've told this to that challenge me and say I'm a people pleaser and that I'm making it up so so as to not lose my partner. It's a little annoying to me because it's not true and it's vulnerable for me to even say anything at all. I decided to go down the internet rabbit hole recently though and found out that not only am I not alone in being into this, but there but there's a thing called cut queen. Maybe we haven't talked about this. I live for a play on words. I definitely have talked about this specific thing to somebody. I've t- we've talked about this in in a sense. Okay. Which I'll get to after we read the email. Okay. It seems like there is a spectrum to this, as there is to anything. For example, I get really turned on hearing and knowing about these other women. But I know that humiliation kinks can tie into this, but I don't have those. I would not, for example, be into into being compared to the other women or talked down to in any way. However, I often masturbate while thinking about my partner with these other women, and it's extremely satisfying for me. I also recently met a woman that he has been seeing and, in, and instantly connected with her. She was someone I would separately be friends with if I met her some other way. I was so turned on about meeting this woman he had been, he had been into and seeing their chemistry together. It was like walking into a real-life fantasy. We were at at a big group get together and I felt like I had to keep it together but for real I could barely handle myself experiencing all of that with my partner and this woman knowing that my partner was so happy that we we got along seeing him, seeing him hug and kiss her while she was so genuinely nice to me and interested in getting to know me I was insanely turned on and got really really wet right there while we were all talking that w- that was the first time something like that happened to me I had a beautiful moment with him recently where I opened up fully about my kink and he opened up to me about fantasies he has that are related. We haven't had a threesome, but I'm definitely open to it. I think that this recent convo made it more of a reality. I was wondering if you two have heard of this or experienced anything like it, and if there's any more light you could shed on this. I'm kind of tired of feeling like I have to explain myself to people or like I have to justify myself. It seems like Cuck Queen is the cl- I feel like I'm saying it weird. Cuck Queen. Cuck Queen. <laughs> I like it. Cuck Queen. Uh, is the closest thing I can find to what I feel, but I might not exactly fit that either. Secondly, I had a question about sexuality. I am sexually attracted to women, but have only ever been with men sexually and relationship-wise. Not only that, but it seems like my sexual attraction only goes as far as fantasizing about hot women. I do masturbate fantasizing about them, but I 
I usually don't want to take it further, even if the feelings are reciprocated. The woman I mentioned above is an exception in that I would go all the way with her, but still wouldn't want to have an actual relationship with her. It does feel slightly different than my attraction to men. I'm hesitant to say I'm bisexual because despite my attraction to women, I do prefer men. I'm concerned that if I say I'm bisexual, I'd offend people and especially those who truly feel attraction to multiple genders evenly. It just also feels like a lie to say that I'm heterosexual. I know I can feel whatever I feel without a label, but it's come up for me several times and I'm not sure what to do with it. Thank you again for reading all of this. I'm sorry if it's too long and thank you for being amazing. <laughs> so wow. first let's visit the... Cuck weaning. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in the the sense of um, the cuck weaning, like in a sense we've talked about it comment that I made. I've talked in the past about how I think it's hot when other women like want to be with the dude that I'm with or like in the past have been with the guy that I'm with. Like I've dated guys who have like told me like, yeah, somebody messaged me and like that. I used to like flirt with a lot, but like now that I'm seeing you, like I was like not into it and like, I'm like, Oh, well, like what did she? Was like, hey, <laughs> she like <laughs> trying to fit. And like, well, I remember you talking about this when you were seeing uh, the guest. Yeah. We had to cut it out of the episode because that was when he yelled at me. I thought we left it in. I don't remember. No, that was when he yelled at me for talking about this woman that he worked with that he fucked because he thought everybody would care. (laughs) He thought everyone would know who he was for some reason. Main character syndrome. But yeah, no, I mean, like we've we've talked in the past about like that kind of like experience of thinking that it's hot when somebody else has been with your partner or like is interested in or them. is interested in them but where it stops for me is like i don't want like i wouldn't feel that way with anything happening in the present mm-hmm. like because i have trauma <laughs> but yeah. like they're like how this person that wrote this email is saying like she was saying that like cuckweening is like the closest that she's been able to get to like how what she's experiencing Mm-hmm. But even then, there's like some things that she doesn't fit into that. And I think that that's a huge issue with like a lot of these different like terms that we have for because everything is on a spectrum. Yeah. And all of these words exist because we're like trying to make sense of it. Exactly. But then we get caught up in this like labeling system. Yeah. And that can be frustrating. But I totally understand like what she means. Like it must be so frustrating to try and explain this to people who totally. are not even open to the idea of like non-monogamy yes and the fact that their relationship has always been open and they have like very clear boundaries like like I've said before I think it does take a lot of self-awareness to be able to like successfully manage a really an open relationship yeah and I like I'm self-aware enough to know that I emotionally could not handle that (laughs) but that doesn't mean I don't like I, I I definitely think it's like admirable and interesting yeah you know absolutely Um, like it's so cool to me when you meet a couple who like balances that well and they're not like full of shit you know because some people are like full of shit about it Mm -hmm. and you're like "Mm." yeah you just like the drama totally totally you can just tell (laughs) yeah absolutely but even then even if you feel that way about what someone's doing like that like you don't say it to them 
because it's mm-hmm. like mind your fucking business and that's the thing about like when you feel like you have to like really explain yourself to people i mean i understand yeah. from like a people that really care about you just want to make sure that like you're okay but like everyone else like on the fringes of that like mind your fucking business i don't like that like people are trying to tie it into like a shame kink like yeah you're you don't think you're good enough for your partner so you like want him to fuck other people that's when that's clearly not the case because you're allowed to go fuck other people too it just feels like like a non sequitur yeah and like that that's clearly not the case and she explicitly says like the thing that is attractive to her is like her partner like being turned on yeah and i (laughs) i've actually never told anybody this but also it's like a recent thing um i have like fantasized about that like something similar i think in fan like (laughs) you just the way amelia just looked at me and was like bitch what she's not talked to me about this off um i like the concept of it to me is hot but in practice i just know and think that i like would not enjoy that what aspect of it do you think would is hot the same thing like seeing like someone else be attracted to your partner Mm -hmm. and like them experiencing pleasure and i don't know the idea of just like someone like also participating in that is fuck yeah attractive hell yeah in this fantasy i was also there (laughs) of course yeah of course i was there to help that's so interesting i didn't realize that i mean we there's no reason that we would have talked about that before now but that's interesting Mm -hmm. well and like i guess um in relation to what we were kind of talking about with uh esther perel just this kind of idea that like how can you bring this kind of feeling of excitement and desire and play back into a long-term relationship so i don't it's not surprising to me when people inevitably will like decide like oh i think maybe we should try like an open relationship yeah or whatever totally so to kind of like get that magic back that's a good point it's like yeah that's interesting that that would be something that might be introduced when but you're again to, like, you'd need to be incredibly secure and trusting right. of each other totally so and having these boundaries laid out that she laid out at the beginning of the, that this email like it's incredible like the amount of communication that's gone into this and like what's like okay and what's not okay and what you tell each other and like you don't go running off to someone else when like just to like avoid a fight or like an argument Mm -hmm. like those are all things Because how easy would it be to just go to someone else who you like know is interested in you or something to be like oh my girlfriend's doing this or my boyfriend said this right for comfort or whatever totally like that just that's one of those things that it's like it's so that it feels like something that you would get really good at, like creating those boundaries as you go along with it. Cause it mm-hmm. must take a lot of trial and error. Like that must be For something sure. that they like learn to the hard way. Not, I mean, maybe not, but like I would imagine like, okay, that's a boundary that we're setting because we learned that this is something that we need to set. And like having that communication flowing and like always evolving and changing as you're like learning about the situation and about your relationship with this person, like that's such a cool like human experience to have with someone especially Mm -hmm. when you like really trust each other as much as it seems like these two people do yeah so it's just always interesting hearing about these like different relationship structures yeah I definitely think um this author of this letter should listen to Esther Perel because she does have like so many of her um she ha- she has her own podcast or well she had her own podcast I don't think she records anymore but um a lot of her 
patient clients. <laughs> I don't know if patience is the right word. A lot of her clients are like in open relationships and polyamorous. So it's very interesting to hear this like very acclaimed woman understanding the nuances of an open relationship. So I think like exploring some of the things she has to say about relationship might be beneficial for this author and her partner because um, it won't feel so ostracizing, you know? Because right now people are like looking at her like, <laughs> you're not in a monogamous relationship instead of like being like, oh, well... Yeah. That's not for me, but like, tell me more. I don't know. Totally. We I'm, need to be, we need to be like s curious about people. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like, like gently curious. Absolutely. Instead of judgmental. There's just like, I would imagine at least if, if I was putting myself in the author of this email's shoes, regardless of how, and obviously this is different person to person. So just speaking from how I would feel, regardless of how comfortable and like safe and like concrete I feel in my situation if uh, everyone around me was like what the fuck are you doing I'd be like yeah that am would I make taking you... crazy pills yeah like I must be the one that's wrong when in reality like you know the situation better than they do absolutely but I don't think I would have an easy time like compartmentalizing that mm -hmm. like it would there would be like a group think thing that would come into play it I, I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't considered that too, that like if you have multiple people who are like, what the fuck? Like could not be me. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, like, am I thinking? Do I actually one? have some kind of shame kink? I'm like repressing or am I just a people pleaser? Um, That also annoyed me. I think that's like a, a little sexist to be like, oh, you as a woman, like. You must just be like trying to appease your boyfriend by going along with whatever he wants. Right. Right. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> first I know. of all, that's such a harmful way to, and it's, I mean, it's so like automatic and maybe well, internalized, th but there's also this assumption that men like just naturally like are destined or made to be with multiple women or whatever. Like, I don't know. Um, but let's talk about the sexuality piece of yes. this. Um, I, like she said, you know, you don't, you, you're allowed to, you know how you feel. You're allowed to feel however you feel and not put a label on it. Um, and maybe just like explore like, the thing about the thing about these things is you're allowed to change your mind, you know, like absolutely. If you want to be she, they for a week just to try it out do that and mm -hmm. then you can be if it doesn't work you go, can go back to she her whatever that's just an example yeah um but it's a i would say the same thing in terms of like your sexual identity um and i also think that fantasizing about being with women or being like open to the possibility or whatever I, 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 so many bisexual women relate to this where it's like, oh, I, I've been, I know I'm attracted to men, but like, that's the thing that has been so socially acceptable my entire life. So like mm -hmm. when you have, when you grow up in like a heteronormative society, you're like, oh, I'm attracted to men. So therefore I'm heterosexual. So then you feel like you're lying to everybody when you are bisexual and you realize that a little bit later 
Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of people have this misconception that it's like 50 50. Like, oh, I'm just as attracted to each of them when that's not true at all. You're not attracted to every man, you know, mm-hmm. if you're straight, like <laughs> that'd be such a plight. Yeah. It's so <laughs> it would be it would be torture. Yeah. It'd be exhausting. Um, so in that aspect, it's like I do think a lot of people feel like they're lying um, just because they grew up accepting heteronormativity does that make sense yeah and um there's also this intimidation factor of like okay i have spent my entire life and like adolescent years and puberty and whatever knowing i'm attracted to men and being allowed to acceptably explore that you already got to do all of these things in your like teenage years and early 20s and whatever with men so it's not scary anymore Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It was tough for me when I was a kid to understand that I could admire women and it not mean that I was in love with them. And like, I think that this this happens in phases for people depending on like what your sexuality is. But like accepting that that, like all of this is on a spectrum. I think that's you don't get it until you get it. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like there are I know some some of my friends have been in the past like very similar to the author of this email like I'm really like I'm sexually attracted to women but then when I think about actually like having sex with them I'm like oh no never mind I don't actually feel that like what the fuck is that like who knows and it is frustrating it's like the whole cuck weaning thing and not being like 100% feeling like that fits you like there are different like there are words that are used to help people understand where they fit into the world but they don't like necessarily cover everybody and so mm-hmm. it like leaves you kind of like oh I don't know and like just having to accept that it's like we just there just aren't words for it and it's all a spectrum is like so much easier said than done mm-hmm. but like this is something that so many people experience but nobody ever really talks about so it feels very yeah. isolating and like what the fuck am I oh you know what I will recommend to this author is the I think it's BDSM advice subreddit Ooh. Um, I think that she'd be able to like reach out to even more people or have a better sense of community in the things that she's interested in instead of the normies on the street. (laughs) Totally. That's a really good recommendation. Being judgmental. Yeah. There's something for everyone on Reddit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really need to to enter the world. Including some things that shouldn't be for anybody. Fuck. Red pill. (laughs) Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. The subject of this one is sending love and resources on leadership. <laughs> this was, she sent this after a. Uh I went on my depressed rant about <laughs> oh how difficult it is to manage a large group of people. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, cool. I'm sure this will be helpful for people. I hope it is. I, I'm certain it will be. Okay. Hi, Liz and Amelia. I hope you're both doing well. I've been a big fan of your podcast since episode one and have really enjoyed your journey to this point. And the new microphones sound great. Fuck yes. Thank you. Thank you. Also, you've been listening since episode one. So sorry. Ride or die. <laughs> 
we i would love to hear her perspective on what she thinks has changed oh my god you that know? would be really interesting because well, it's hard for us to, we talk outside of the podcast yeah right i don't know i don't know and we've also been living it it's like when people are like oh my god you've grown so much but you don't know because you've been living it every day mm-hmm. i feel like i say that every time we talk about this okay anyway please excuse the length the lengthy email but you've both been on my mind and i wanted to reach out in your last two episodes there were some discussions about women in leadership and leading teams that struck a chord with me also liz your vulnerability in last week's episode really resonated with me and i thought i would send you both a note as someone with a trauma-informed personality with a little smiley face <laughs> and high-functioning anxiety and depression, your feelings about quote-unquote not being enough and feeling depressed are something I can relate to. I'm female, 37 years old, and am a college president in California. I thought that I read that wrong. I was like, holy shit. Good for you. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. Um, a college president in California. So from the outside, I look pretty successful. I also like to keep it real and have been through so much to get to this point, especially as a woman of color. I recently started a new job when I would consider the perfect job, but was deeply depressed when I started. I was also feeling really burnt out and going to therapy, but not being able to figure out why I was so depressed and feeling such low self-esteem. I read a book called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily Nagowski and Amelia Nagosk. Isn't that the same? Yeah, she wrote Come As You Are, which is on my bookshelf right now. We love another Amelia. Um, And this helped a bit. I would strongly recommend every woman in her 30s read this book. It helped me put some context on my feminine rage and how to work on my self-care while trying to continue to burn the patriarchy to the ground. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Recently, I heard that some... That is such a I know. true statement. It's a beautiful like, sentence. The patriarchy's burning me out, so how can I integrate? Yeah. Incredible. Recently, I heard something that really flipped a switch for me, and I wanted to share with you both. It really helped me get my self-esteem back and stop internalizing things that I should not have been. The advice... As women and people of color, we cannot measure our success within systems that were not made for us to be successful in. Even if we reach success, the finish line will be moved to continue to make us perceive that we are not and never will be enough. Will you read that line again? As women and people of color, we cannot measure our success within systems that were not made for us to be successful in. I just want I want the people yeah, to, to really soak it in. I mean, all it. of this is good. Yeah. We have the skills and abilities to thrive as long as we define and respect our own success and worth. Dr. Chris Emden shared this at a conference in case you wanted to learn more about him. I really like that. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Hearing this put a lot into context. I had internalized so much negativity and self-blame from my previous emotionally abusive job and I had not even realized it. Hearing this helped me stop thinking, why wasn't I enough? Why did this keep happening? And why can't I succeed? It gave me a sense of peace, and I hope it will for you, too. Along with the burnout book, the last few months have been great, and I'm finding joy and self-care again, but of course, continuing therapy to maintain. In regard to leading as women, I thought I would share some tips and a book I use when hiring and training my team members. The book is Leadership and Self-Deception, Getting Out of the Box by the Ar- Arbinger Institute. Arbinger? I feel like Arbinger sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Um... I'm sure a lot of people know. I don't. Uh, (laughs) It's a really easy read, but the preface is human-based leadership and not to humanizing others to excuse poor leadership and bad behavior. You can respect someone's human dignity while holding them accountable, helping them grow, disciplining, etc. I also share the five things every good leader can do with their team to help build a good foundation. One, provide resources. Two, remove barriers. Three, build trust in relationships. Four, hold ourselves and our teams accountable. Five, provide leadership and guidance with a human approach and empathetic understanding. 
Again, sorry for the long email and I hope I'm not overreaching. I really appreciate you both. Your candor stories and self-reflection are wonderful to listen to each week. You bring me joy and, and really supported me getting through the pandemic. I hope you don't mind me sharing, but these things have brought me some closure and a path forward as well as helped me get pretty far in my career. The youngest college president in California. Fuck yes. Hell yeah. If I can do anything to support you both, please don't hesitate to reach out. Much Aww. love to you both and keep shining bright. You are both going to do amazing things and already are. Aww. I, I fucking, I, what I a, love you. What a great email. Seriously, this is a beautiful, this is beautifully written well, anyway. Yeah, but. amazing advice, not just for us, but for anybody else. Totally. Who is trying to girl boss. Yes, this is amazing advice. The The quote by Dr. Chris Emden is really incredible. Um, it's all just really important to remember that we're kind of swimming upstream. Mm -hmm. Some of us and more than others. And it makes sense that, you know, after 30 years of swimming upstream, you might feel a little fucking tired. Uh -huh. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and it also makes sense sometimes like why some women go down the pick me route. Mm. Because when you are aligning yourself with power, it feels safer yeah but damn it's not safer it's just annoying <laughs> and counterproductive it's annoying yeah it's annoying it's counterproductive um and but i mean it, it it makes sense why someone might logicize it that way mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying <laughs> it makes sense both things can be true yeah yeah. You can make sense and still be wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> You're so smart. Based. You dog. should start a podcast. You think? Has anyone told you that? No. <laughs> well, I am white and a millennial, so it's the <laughs> natural next step. Anyone can start one, as we've learned. <laughs> I don't know if you want to read two more, but here's at least one. Okay. The subject line is caught. And when I opened this, I was like, ooh, what? Who? It's not going to be what you were expecting. So Wait, first, first, tell me what, what you're expecting based on the subject line. Somebody being caught cheating. That's what I would have thought, too. First off, I really appreciate everything you two have done for me and my self-confidence. Can I do that for my own self-confidence? That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, I have been able to act with more self-assurance when I would never have been able to act at all. Thank you so much for your podcast. You, ha you really have changed my life. And now for my story and question. So after my husband, male 33, and I, female 30, got our, got our daughter, who was two at the time, down for bed for the night, we started... We started to Netflix and chill in the living room for a while. After a bit, things got heated and I ended up bent over the couch. We heard a little creak on the stairs and see our daughter creep around the corner. All our parental instincts snapped into place and we calmly put things back in place and asked what she was doing out of bed, knowing strong reactions trigger lasting memories. I am still mortified. I thought that was like such an interesting point. Like, a strong reaction is going to trigger that memory. Like she's yeah. probably never going to fucking remember now because you didn't right. react. Adrenaline wasn't yeah. high. Yeah. Um, I would like to know if you or anyone, you know, have any memories of catching someone in the act, either as a small child or a bit older. I did indirectly, but couldn't hear or see anything. So it wasn't until much later that I filled in the context clues. Please let me know if a traumatic conversation is in my future. Love you both. And thanks for reading my story. 
No, not until I was uh, old enough to understand what sex was. I don't remember ever like walking in on anything, especially before not knowing what sex is Mm -hmm. because there's no like context when you're just kind of like, oh, I like walked in on mom and dad hugging. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I don't remember walking in on anything, um, but I have a similar thing to like the author um, of not being able to put together context clues until you're an adult and it was when like I had a nightmare or something and like I would go to my parents room and the door would be locked <laughs> and you're trying to open the door and then you're knocking on the door uh-huh. and no one's getting up to open the door uh-huh it's like you're like oh. please let me in <laughs> I realize what's happening now <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't go away I was relentless go. oh god Jesus <laughs> let me in. I'm like Eric Andre <laughs> <laughs> let me in oh damn yeah no i mean i think your your small your small reaction was the best way to go with this i don't think Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to bring this up to her in the future and if you do i don't think she's going to bring it up well because is that what she means yeah the traumatic conversation i was just about to say it's like it's what are you doing yeah maybe when she's like four or five she's gonna be like what was happening and like even that feels like it would be a stretch because she's two i'm yeah she's not memories yet what was your earliest memory um well, and it's hard to say because you're like, is it even real? I kind of remember like my front yard and like seeing my neighbor's dad. Me and the neighbor girl were the same age. So we would like hang out. Yeah. And I saw her dad. And I, that's, isn't that so that strange? Like, that I remember memory. those things. I, I wonder how sad my parents would be if I was like, my first memory was the neighbor's dad. <laughs> Not even you. <laughs> I have a hard time knowing what my earliest memory is because I have like a few from the same like era of my life. My, mo- my mom told me that I was always afraid of people with hair, like men with hair because my dad is bald. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so if like, you know, a man has like a lot of hair, facial hair, I would start crying. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah. you When you know one man your entire life and then you see a bunch of other men with that don't look like that. Also, um, women with like loud raspy voices would make me cry. Um, but that's because my mom is so like quiet. Yeah. That's so sweet. You're so used to what you knew. <laughs> Little baby. And now I'm sensitive to sound. Anyway, should we wrap? Yeah. Okay. I'm fucking burnt out. Um, thanks for everyone that wrote in. We love getting emails from y'all. And it, it, we were overdue for a mailbag episode. We were. I didn't even sing the song today, and that was my gift to you, Liz. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Did you just forget, or were you? Like- I just forgot. But now it's your <laughs> now it's your three year anniversary present. <laughs> thank you so much. You're so welcome. Don't say I never did nothing for you. <laughs> Don't spend it all on one place. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We, we love you. Our <laughs> children. I took over today because Mr. Liz is sitting in here. <laughs> <laughs> she knows I'm not going to sing it. It was my it in front full fucking moment. Oh, I took the opportunity. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is my time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.